bitches, and all I can hear is criticize, criticize, criticize. From now on, don't ask me your mind for nothing. What's up, builders? It's your girl, Cantonette, and you are now listening to the LBF podcast. Criticize, criticize, criticize. This week, we are discussing how we handle criticism and, you know, all the things that come with having that particular experience. So the first thing I want to touch on is discussing, like, how do we feel? Like, just explore yourself. This isn't something that I'm really going to be answering right off the bat, but what are the feelings you experience when you are being criticized or when you receive criticism, whether it be constructive or unconstructive? How do you feel? Are you getting defensive? Like, you know, how do we interact with that criticism? Like, is it a defense? Is it that we shut down? Do we close up? Do we decide that we no longer want to share ourselves and want to try whatever we were trying because of the criticism? I had an experience um, a little bit earlier. Of course, it's not my first run with criticism, but it was earlier in the month. Of course, I've been doing, working with the public on specific things, trying to get better at this trade that I've been learning. And I received like my first little bit of um, critical feedback. I, I couldn't understand why I was so bothered. I was like, why am I so bothered by this? I had been receiving great feedback since I started. It's just one piece of negative, you know, criticism that was bothering me simply because I, you know, have put so much into it. It was a passion that I've been, you know, trying to pursue. And I had asked myself that question. What I realized was one, the feedback wasn't really constructive. It was an unconstructive kind of thing. I had to dig underneath all the jargon and language to find uh, the constructiveness in the criticism. And two, I was being sensitive. I was being extremely sensitive because it was something that I truly cared about and wanted to be good at. But I had to remind myself, like, girl, you only you only a couple months in learning this. Like, just because you have you know the talent for it right off the bat doesn't mean that your skill can't get better like that's what you here for so receiving that criticism I had to put myself in a perspective and I also had to be honest about the fact that it was speaking to a self-criticism that I usually do like to be the best to be better to always be good to always receive the highest marks so we're going to discuss all three of those do we really buy into the idea that there's improvement to be had? Because what I notice when a lot of other people receive criticism is it hits a part of them that has this per- perfectionist aspect, right? You're not going to be perfect at everything. We know that. But then when the evidence of that imperfection actually is shown up in our lives, we struggle to actually deal with it. If perfection is impossible, then why does receiving criticism still feel so uncomfortable? That's something I want you to be talking with yourself and with others this week about, especially with the holidays coming up. Um, I know we always like to 
like joke about like the messy auntie and all the different remarks that we receive about our lifestyle choices, about our bodies, about everything dealing with us. When we're around family, we always got that one person that's kind of just, they, they be trying us, you know? Um, I don't have that particular experience, but I know a lot of people who do. So this would be a great conversation to have. We have Thanksgiving coming up this week. So how are you going to handle receiving criticism, even if it's unconstructive, right? You don't, it's unsolicited. You ain't asked for it. You, you don't need it. But, you know, people will criticize your life and your choices just for the sake of you might be younger or you might, you know, have an experience that they don't necessarily agree with and they're going to try to voice that opinion. So I think this is a great topic to have this week. Um, receiving criticism on something that's a passion in particular for me and, and my situation that I shared, it can, it can feel like a personal attack just because when as creatives and as people who might be entrepreneurs, whatever passion you have, if you receive criticism in that area, a lot of times it feels like a personal attack because you have poured so much of yourself into whatever endeavor that is. And it gets to a point where you have to remind yourself like, okay, this isn't, what I do is what I do. It's not a whole representation of who I am. So whoever interacts with this that I've done, you know, to criticize it or not, it doesn't mean that I'm not good enough. It just means I need to improve to make what I'm doing better, not necessarily myself, right? That is something to keep in perspective because I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Like even when I received criticism, when I first started blogging and podcasting, it was extremely uncomfortable because you put so much of your vulnerability, right? It's such a a courageous thing to be visible and to be vulnerable. And when you do that, you run the risk of people being able to have opinions about what you're doing and how you're doing it. And while we can, you know, shuck it off and say, well, if they're not doing it, that I have no interest in what they're saying, we're going to get into why you should have interests on some level. You shouldn't shut yourself off from criticism because that's how you get better. That's how you improve. That's how you learn a lot more about yourself and about your audience, too, or even the people who aren't your audience, because sometimes you'll receive criticism from people that are not in your actual core group of who you're trying to solicit to. But They might have something constructive to offer. You never know. It's important that we we keep our confidence in check, right? To allow us to know the difference between having confidence and then exhibiting arrogance. I've seen that a lot of times where people just, they'll throw out the good criticism with the bad criticism because they have decided that they're not going to listen to either. And you just run the risk of staying stagnant and being arrogant in a way that is not beneficial to you or beneficial to what you're trying to accomplish. So keep that under wraps. And in anything we talk about, especially, you know, how many times I say it on LBF, what I say, balance, it's about balance. Yes, sometimes you will look at something or hear something someone says and you realize like, okay, this is not helpful at, at all. I have no interest in interacting with this. This is not doing anything for me. And you can decide then and there that you're going to just leave it. But some of the stuff you might need to take, you know? So when you close that door and decide that any kind of criticism that you receive, 
is unhelpful, unworthy of your attention, then you might be closing yourself off from something that can help you grow. You just have to find that balance between which is which. Are we so jaded by negative comments that we shut out even the constructive comments that help us grow when our confidence becomes arrogance and it stunts our growth? You know, keeping our confidence in check allows us to enter knowing we're good enough also, you know, when it's confidence and not arrogance, but making sure that you are entering a space knowing that you're already good enough because it's not so much that we understand that there's still work to do, It's just that sometimes we're not our best yet. You know, being your best self in any arena, in any endeavor, in any business, creative lane, whatever you want to call it, it takes time. It takes skill. It takes practice. And sometimes you are going to show up as not your best self. We talked about that before as well. How are you going to handle when somebody is, is noticing that? When someone is looking and saying, oh, you can improve here, here, and here. Are you just going to automatically put that wall up in and get an attitude and get defensive? Have you done that before? How can you actually be better at not doing that moving forward after you have this conversation with yourself? You see where we're going with this? There are a few different kinds of criticism that I want to focus on and that we experience within our lives. It's going to be constructive criticism, which is everybody's favorite thing, unconstructive uh, criticism, which a lot of people think constructive criticism is, um, but it actually isn't. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about our self-criticisms and why giving getting criticism from other people hits our self-criticism in a way that uh, just kind of, if we're not careful, it doesn't, it's, it inhibits us from actually growing in the way that we could if we just realize we're good enough from the get-go. So the definition for constructive criticism is a helpful way of giving feedback that provides specific actionable suggestions. Rather than providing general advice, constructive criticism gives specific recommendations on how to make positive improvements. Constructive criticism is clear to the point and easy to put into action. The intentions for constructive criticism are usually to help or to guide. To me, that's how I understand it. When somebody is giving me constructive criticism, they're not malicious with it. They're not, they don't have a ill intent. They don't have a snooty look on their face while they're doing it. They're actually, you know, invested in me being better. And it's not to tear me down. It's actually to help build me up. The observations, once you do that self-reflection, um, whether or not what they're saying is true, is usually honest. Um, for example, using myself again, because I know y'all a little bit uncomfortable at this point, so just stick with me, okay? So using myself, put myself on the chopping block. A constructive piece of criticism I got was um, we get assessed from the public, right? So I'm in massage therapy school. And one of the ladies was like, well, um, I can tell that she is using her her fingers, her thumbs more often than, um, than she could. She probably would benefit from using her palms more. That was actually very helpful. If I continue to just use my, my fingers and my thumbs, I could actually blow out a joint, you know, later on in my life is gonna wear and tear. Her saying, hey, you can use your, your palms more was actually very constructive. Did it feel like that when I first read it? 
Not necessarily, but the more I sat with it, the more I thought about it, I was like, she is absolutely right. It feels uncomfortable to be seen so clearly, to be assessed, right, by somebody who may not even be in the same field that you're in. But she was absolutely right. And since then, I've been getting better because I've been using my palms. And that's a small example of how you can incorporate someone, something some, someone says when they come at it from a constructive place. I did the assessment within myself to realize what she said was true. And I had no reason not to actually follow through with the recommendation that she made. And so it's usually coming from an honest place, whatever they are saying. And upon that self-reflection, it's obvious um, whatever misstep you have, whatever improvement you can make, it's obvious once you actually look back and be like, yeah, this person was, they was on to something. They was right. I was wrong. I need to improve in this area. Um, to me, constructive criticism is best done in a kind or gentle way. I know that's not everybody's style, um, but for me, that's how I approach it. I don't buy into this idea of, of tough love so much. I like being stern when I have to be, but I think a lot of people hide um, unconstructive criticism <laughs> behind this idea of tough love when that's not everybody's truth. I didn't receive tough love like that when I grew up, when I was growing up, I received a lot of affection, you know, even though I had, a, it was other stuff going on in my childhood too, but that's one thing I can say is I received a lot of love, a lot of affirmation, a lot of affection. That's my truth. Okay. So don't come at me with no tough love, <laughs> you know, right out the gate. So to, to have someone be on a, more receptive level about whatever you're criticizing or even you yourself receiving it. Um, I look at how that's being presented to the person. Is it in a genuine kind, usually a gentle, that don't mean you have to be soft, but gentle is just being more tactful, I guess, being a, a tactful manner. And especially if it's a level of importance for the person who's receiving that criticism. Again, we just said that most of us are sensitive about the things we're passionate about. Why wouldn't you want to present an improvement to someone who, you know, their whole, you know, creative or sometimes their whole life is wrapped up in what you're criticizing them about or trying to tell them how they can improve on something. So just make sure that you are actually giving respect to that and giving respect to the importance that that, uh, that particular thing holds in that person's life. And handle it, handle it with care because that person deserves it. It's already going to be uncomfortable because you're telling them that they're not the best, you know. So just, just give that. That it takes nothing from you to be kind and to be gentle and and, and to be tactful. This idea that because we from certain places, because we from certain backgrounds, that we got to just give all this tough love. It's like, can we also be gentle with each other? Because damn, life hard enough, y'all. Like, I get it. I have the ability to give tough love too. But every situation doesn't call for, for you to, to approach it in that way, you know? On to the unconstructive criticism. Usually when I think about unconstructive criticism, it's not helpful. It's usually spiteful in some ways. And for a, a few different reasons, it's usually coming from a place more of a negative place. Uh, the person could possibly be envious or jealous of the person they're criticizing. Um, it could also be coming from that own person's insecurities, 
again, feeding into whatever jealousy or whatever, superiority complex, or general just unkindness and meanness. Some people just mean. The unconstructive criticism I received um, on an assessment I did for the same kind of journey that I'm on, um, I think some of the comments were like, oh, she didn't use a lot of techniques. Um, um, he was like, I didn't get what I needed from this session. And it was a whole bunch of other things. When I was just like, none of this is helpful. Like, you're not actually saying what you wanted and how I didn't meet that standard for you, how I can improve for next time. You're just basically just shitting on the paper and knowing that I'm going to have to read it, you know. But also that person, I couldn't say that personally because I don't know what kind of day they had. They might have had a hard day, decided they wanted to come get a $30 session from the student and thought it was going to be the greatest, you know, sir. <laughs> this is not a professional setting in that way. So if you want, if you expected certain things, you should have went and got what you needed from another place. But um, looking at where people are, in their assessment of you, which is basically what a criticism is, uh, looking at the place it's coming from. Can you actually trust this person? A lot of times you have to ask yourself that when you're receiving criticism. Do I actually value your opinion? And that's not saying that even strangers don't have something to offer because they definitely do. But if you know somebody don't really rock with you like that, you know, if they criticize you, don't let it hit as hard as, as you probably would from someone that you actually do trust and you do care about their opinion because you can, you know, you know, it's coming from a place of wanting to help you grow. Some people say all kinds of things about you and what you're doing simply because they don't know you. They don't care to know you or they do know you and they feel some type of way. You have to be able to separate the constructive criticism from the unconstructive criticism. With that being said, that's not to say that you can just, you should just throw unconstructive criticism out the door. And this is something I had to learn because even in my assessment of what he said, not all of it was bad. Um, it was all unconstructive, but it was not all untrue. And that's where your self-awareness, your accountability, your grace within yourself and everything, like your confidence has to be on point to be able to take the constructive pieces from unconstructive criticism. Because usually there would be some truth in there. But if you're so focused on all the wrong and all the untruths and all the unnecessary stuff that's surrounding it, you'll never get to those little crumbs that can make you that can help you get better. Because at the end of the day, if I'm getting uh, criticism from someone, it's all about how it can help me. How can I use this to help me be better? Even if that was not the intention. So that person's intention may have been to belittle me, may have been to shit on me, not in this particular situation, but you know, from your own experiences, you might have people who criticize you just for the sake of being, you know, really shitty people. But how can you use that to your advantage, right? All things are working together for my good, even the bad, right? So how can I use unconstructive criticism to improve, even if that person doesn't want me to? That's how you approach those kinds of things, especially when we're talking about dealing with family, dealing with other people. Now, there will be criticisms that you just throw out with the trash. 
I'm not saying every piece of unconstructive criticism deserves your time, your effort, your attention, because sometimes it's not even criticism. Sometimes it's emotional abuse or something like that. Instead of us just throwing labels on this stuff and tossing it out, do do an assessment. Run through in your mind about, okay, is there some truth here? Can I accept this truth? How can I use this? Is it useful? Is it not? And then sort it out that way. That's usually how I approach things. I'm getting better and better. I'm not the greatest at it, clearly, because I came up with this topic when I, it was, it was so crazy because I'm like, oh my God, I'm so bothered. We're going to talk about being bothered by stuff in a few weeks. I was like, oh my God, I'm so bothered by this. Why am I so bothered? And I had to go again down that rabbit hole of trying to figure out my own emotions surrounding this particular situation. And I was like, wow, if I struggle with this, this is something that I think a lot of us don't, don't actually Uh, talk about, let alone sit with ourselves about how we deal with criticism. So sort it out, you know, from there. And then the last one I want to talk about is self-criticism. A lot of the reason why um, these criticisms that other people hand us or uh, these assessments that other people do of us can land in a certain way is because it's already speaking to a specific truth we believe about ourselves or a specific thing we believe about ourselves is not necessarily a truth. Um, And usually that comes with our own self-criticism. Self-criticism involves um, how an individual evaluates oneself. Self-criticism in psychology is typically studied, discussed as a negative personality trait in which a person has a disrupted self-identity. The opposite of self-criticism would be someone who has coherent, comprehensive, and generally positive self-identity. So just knowing who you are, because if you are self-criticizing, what are you believing about yourself that's not necessarily true? That's why there is linked to the the opposite of that is self-identity. You know yourself. You know the truths about yourselves. You are okay with yourself, the good and the bad parts. When we're not okay with the bad parts or the truths, the bad I'm going to say bad truths, or we're not okay with the negative aspects about ourselves that we have yet to improve or that we may never improve. Um, That's where the self-criticism comes into play because you're unsettled in it. You're not actually um, okay with some of that stuff, right? I wasn't in that moment when I received criticism. I wasn't okay with not being the greatest, Like I had been receiving so much feedback about how awesome I was. I wasn't okay with not being awesome. But the truth is I wasn't. And I'm not yet. And I wasn't okay with that fact. Like you can be great. You can get better and better and better and better. Usually what we believe about ourselves gets hit by what other people say, say because we buy into it. Those criticisms that other people have go in unison and it magnifies those insecurities that we believe about ourselves. And it starts to become a truth because a lot of times when we get hit with a criticism or self-criticism, of course, your thoughts determine your behavior, right? Your emotions, all of that stuff. That's why we, we, you know, practice mindfulness. That's why we have to actually look into doing different things that make this inner part of our lives reflective of what we try to present to other people, right? And all then self-criticism, it comes before anyone else can criticize us. 
So when we hear these other criticisms, it's like a validation or a confirmation of what we already felt to be true about ourselves. But we're going to, we're gonna, I know it's a lot. We're going to talk about how we get better at improving that inner voice because perfectionism is not the goal. Okay. So some tips to help is what I've been doing lately, not even with any of these small situations, but even with other big stuff that's been going on in my life, um, outside of just the, the affirmations that we do, recite positive truths about yourself and recite or recite truths in, in their entirety about yourself. You, there are going to be some things that are true, like, okay, you're great, but you can get better. And that's okay, right? That's not necessarily the lines of being positive the whole, you know, with the whole affirmation, but it is a truth. And I, if I can accept that truth, then when someone calls me out for not being perfect, then it won't hit so hard. So recite positive truths about yourself daily. Affirmations definitely help. Uh, we talked about that before, whether you listen to something positive before you go to sleep early in the morning, you put sticky notes up, you talk to someone and y'all just have like a prayer session in the morning. If that's something that helps do something that makes you feel that makes the inner you feel good and start off on a positive foot. And the more you do that, the more you build up that habit, the more it actually become one of those things that you automatically do for yourself. Okay. Um, do your own honest assessment of their assessment. Is something here that I can use? If not, then I'm going to throw it out. But if it is, I'm going to keep it, even if it was unconstructive, even if it is coming from somebody I don't like, even if it is coming from somebody that I know is a hater, I'm going to keep it because the goal is to get better. And they actually provided me with a method that I can use to get better, even if they didn't mean to. Right. So you take what you need and you leave the extra where it's at. And then know that everybody gets criticized. You know, um, a lot, I know a lot of people are heavy in celebrity culture, but if you just turn on the internet on any given day, even the faves get dragged every now and again, <laughs> like it's a part of life, right? People have opinions, people have thoughts, people share it. Sometimes they do it tactfully, sometimes they don't. How are you going to handle being yourself, being true to you, improving you, regardless of whether somebody has good intentions or not? How are you going to handle criticism? Because it's a part of life. You can't get rid of it. You can try to ignore it. But a lot of times, even when we be like, well, I ain't going to pay attention to it. You bothered. You bothered. It's still bothering you. You're still thinking about it. We're going to talk about being bothered at some point during these next couple of weeks because a lot of times we claim to be unbothered about stuff like criticisms and other things, and yet we are, and it's okay. You don't have to be positive all the time. So when we get criticism, I think that's another thing that hits us is we are so used to only feeling the good emotions, only feeling the, the things that, only inviting in the good, the good. And criticism is not necessarily bad but it don't feel good. It feels, it challenges us to still have that self-love, still have that self-identity, regardless of what other people say about us or how they view us. Because a lot of times perception, you know, or how someone else perceives us, if we're not careful, influences the way we perceive ourselves. And if someone else looks at me and was like, oh man, she wasn't good in this area, 
then my self-identity in that one area could suffer if I'm not careful, right? So just, just make sure we're paying attention to that, understanding that a lot of these things that we experience in life, sometimes they're neither good or bad. They're just experiences that we can have and that we can use as building blocks to becoming our best selves because that's what LBF promotes is building up to being our best selves so we can have the life that we want to have incorporating how we deal with uh, criticism in this daily life will definitely help with that because you're going to get criticized from relationships. You're going to get criticized at work. You're going to get criticized in friendships and in other arenas. And you, you should hopefully learn how to receive it, to give it in a way that is useful, helpful, and that can work for you. So that's all I got today. I um, I really enjoy talking to y'all about this topic. It's been in my phone for a couple of weeks now, but uh, let me know your thoughts. I love to hear what your thoughts are um, on the topics. People hit me up every every time I drop something, they'd be like, oh man, that hit. <laughs> so I'm glad that y'all are getting something from these topics. I love hearing that. But if you don't hit me up in the DMs or you don't text my phone, you can always, always, for those of you who are listeners from all over, hit me up at allthingslbf at gmail.com. Make sure you write in your thoughts about these topics or you can give topic suggestions or even if it's an old topic and you want to discuss it with me. I am more than happy to have a conversation. That is what we do over here. So until next time, you guys can follow me on Instagram at kantonette underscore the blogger. You can also follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures and visit the YouTube page, you guys. I love posting the visuals. Um, I think it gives something different to the LBF brand. Make sure you are subscribed to LBF Podcast on YouTube because it's more to come. And I'm out. Y'all have a happy and wonderful Thanksgiving. It's been two years podcasting this month. That's something I forgot to mention. But I thank you all, the OGs and even the newbies for sticking with me. Um, I have so much in store for LBF and I just thank you for your listenership. Thank you for your encouragement. And thank you for giving me the courage to get up here (laughs) on this mic and share because you're still listening.